welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, that's me. Hey, so uh, NFL free agency is about, uh, about over. Uh, I mean, the big names, yeah, they're all moving pretty much. Yeah, there's nobody really out there offensively uh, that we're waiting on to sign. There's no big, ooh. No, I mean, there's a few guys still sitting out, Chris Johnson's of the world, but, I mean, those guys aren't world beaters anymore. Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, although he did do all right. Last he did year. all right. Yeah. When I heard this uh, Colin Kaepernick for the Browns possibility, uh, I literally uh, cried inside because he's like my least favorite. If you listen to podcasts, you know I'm a huge. I've been a huge Kaepernick hater before. It was cool to hate on Kaepernick. Like when people were telling me Kaepernick was sweet, I was like, "No, dude, he's he's not sweet. <laughs> he's not sweet at all." I mean, the bottom line is that he he doesn't throw with much touch. He just laser beams everything, and he's pretty inaccurate. Yeah, and that's, if you're an inaccurate quarterback, you will not be successful in the NFL. All right. I remember when they could have won the Super Bowl, and he was O for three. Um. Yes. Yeah, what are you going to do, you know? Let's talk about important players here. All right, let's talk about Let's it. get into it. Let's get All into free and see how it affects your dynasty team and what we're looking at going forward. And remember, free agency is not always a good thing. No, man. Player movement isn't always great. I mean, obviously these dudes are getting paid, but it doesn't always translate to good things for your fantasy team. So let's start off with the good. Um, right. One of my favorite signings was Lamar Miller to the Texans. Um, again, I know we got into this a little bit last week, but... Lamar Miller to the Texans, to me, is fantastic for Lamar Miller. Out of all the sign-ins everywhere, he's the number one guy that I'd want. Out of all, like If I'm like doing a startup uh, dynasty draft, he's the first one I'm probably drafted. Out of he, the guys that moved is what you're saying. Correct. Yeah. I mean, C.J. Anderson got a little bump for me, too, staying in Denver. He, was, he would also got a bump for going to Miami as well. But for me, it's Lamar Miller. I remember talking about a guy that's going to the Texans. They have DeAndre Hopkins. Nothing else. You know, you, you could talk Jalen Strong, but he's still a prospect. Brock Osweiler has seven games. We have no idea what the guy can do. Um, he's got to learn a new offense as well. And plus, Bill O'Brien, when they had Aaron Foster there, Aaron Foster was a workhorse. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a guy that got 18 or more carries in 76% of the games that he was in. And he averaged three and a half receptions. And Lamar Miller, we all know, can catch the ball as well. Right, and they're going to have to protect um, Osweiler. I mean, he's still, he's been in the league for four years, but I the number of starts says that he's still a young quarterback to me. So they're going to have to protect him and run the ball as much as possible. Absolute. Couldn't agree more. They're still going to do something on offense with them. attend attack in the draft here um, as well. But right in the hour, I, I see Lamar Miller taking over for Arian Foster as a workhorse in Houston. Um, they have a good defense, so they should be good in good field position as well. Uh, again, with the way he catches the ball and, the way Bill O'Brien likes to use the running back to catch the ball as well, Lamar Miller could be a three-down back. He's gonna get, he's finally gonna get the carries that we've all been waiting for. I think Lamar Miller is gonna be a running back one entering this year, and has a good chance to be a running back one going forward for the next couple of years. Hashtag two to three-year window. Capitalize on this. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think Lamar Miller's numbers and fantasy number-wise are gonna kind of increase drastically here. Love him uh, for championship contender this year. Love him next year, and I'd look him to be sell in the Dynasty League at the end of next year after he puts up two solid years. And another thing, I mean, that they're getting in Lamar Miller, they're getting a guy that's durable. I mean, he's gone 13 his rookie year, 
but then 16, 16, and 16 in, in games played per year. So, I mean, that's a guy that they can count on being in the lineup, which is something they really couldn't do with Arian Foster. Exactly. I mean, reliability. I mean, the, the best ability is reliability. That's what I love to say. Um, and again, Lamar Miller, for somebody that really didn't get a lot of carries, I mean, this guy, okay, he averaged 4.5 yards last year. He was 13th in the NFL in yards with 872. Now, 872 is a ton of yards, but that's good for 13th best uh, in NFL yards. So if you're just talking about yards, he'd have been borderline running back one, just in like actual NFL numbers. But get this too. He had 872 yards. He averaged 4.5 yards a carry. He only had 194 carries. So the top 14 running backs in, uh, in actual yardage, which were behind him is uh, Ronnie Hillman and Rashad Jennings, he had the least amount of carries, out of all, least amount of attempts out of all of them. I mean, Adrian Peterson had 327, for example. So you're talking about a guy who had a minimum amount of carries, and he averaged 12.1 attempts per game. We just said that Houston likes to average, you know, Aaron Foster got 18 or more carries in 76% of the games that we played in healthy. Right. Um, we're talking about a big increase. And he had 4.5 per clip. I mean, it's a really good average. I mean, right. it really is. I mean, you can't, you're talking, that's what D'Angelo averaged last year. That's what Adrian Peterson averaged last year. And there's not a, guy, a lot of guys averaging much better for, than him. You know, Todd Gurley averaged 4.8. Uh, Doug Martin, four, you know, 4.9. If you look on here, the guy who averaged the best, Thomas Rawls, 5.6. Right. So, I mean, you're looking tremendous. at about an, an extra six, um, six carries a game at about almost five a clip, man. So that's a, that's a good three-point jump just there An in average. volume alone correct i mean you, you can't it's that's phenomenal right that's Not, a, i mean that's a, that's a throwing nice, a couple catches right. here you know probably more exactly for sure more red zone opportunities as well yeah. i mean i think lamar miller's ready to take a big step i'd be at least tempting in my league to see if anybody's trying to sell high on Lamar Miller, like who's somebody who's not a believer, mm-hmm. um, just to see what the price is. Because I can't imagine that the price, for me, if you need a running back, definitely in this year's, this year's draft class, if I have 1-4, right. I give up 1-4 for Lamar Miller. I would too, actually. And I'm not, I wasn't previously that high on him. So that means that obviously in my book, he's trending up as well. Agree. Completely. I think he's somebody, like I said, if you need a running back and you can't get Ezekiel Elliott, honestly, I'll take Lamar Miller over Derrick Henry. So, so Yeah, I, so would I. If you need a running back and you have one, two, and you need a running back, you know, like, I don't want Laquan Treadwell. I'm not ready to take Devontae Booker, Kenneth Dixon, or Derrick Henry here. I guarantee somebody's going to give you Lamar Miller almost for one, two. Right. Which is crazy to say. And that's where it comes with these draft picks. It's crazy crazy to say something like that. Like, hey, uh, is Lamar Miller one, two? I see a lot of people in the dynasty community saying, oh, give me one, two, Lamar Miller. Give me one, two. No, give me Lamar Miller, man. Yeah, this. I mean, especially in a draft like this year's. Yeah, agree. So you you agree then there? I do. Yeah. Well, look at us all on the same page. I know. Yeah. I'm, I like I said, I'm, I have previously not been that high on Lamar you ha- Miller. You have come full circle. Yep. Why, why are you hitting things? I don't know because things are in my <laughs> way, so I gotta hit them. Look out, Mike! <laughs> Boom. So uh, yeah, so Lamar Miller for me is definitely one of my top signings in free agency. One of my top moves, and mm-hmm. you know it's good to see that you agree and you're a little bit on this uh, Lamar Miller bandwagon as well. Do so you agree that he's one of the top? Movers, yeah. As far as guys that moved in free agency, yes, I think his his value has gone up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's coffee in my mouth right there. Yeah, I'm trying to get all jacked up for this podcast. Wake it up, dude. Co- pod, I'm telling you, man. Coffee, it it works on me. Mm-hmm. It gets my blood flowing. I mean, it works on most people. So some people I hear, I'm like, oh, I drink coffee. I mean, 
I don't fall asleep, but it doesn't get me all wired. It gets me wired. I get to a tipping point, and then I'm super wired, but I can be one of those people that could drink a cup of coffee and then take a nap. Oh, not me. Like, I'm drinking this coffee now, and it's later, and I won't sleep now till late. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Like I said, I get to my tipping point where I'm all wired, though. Have, have a couple in a row. All jacked up on them coffee I'll beans. I'll start shaking. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to another good sign in here. A guy that neither of us were really big on mm-hmm. uh, before, and definitely in the situation, and then this one is, I think I feel like this is going to be boom or bust, but Colby Fleener to the Saints. Um, I mean, I don't think you could, I don't think you could have pictured a, a more ideal place for any tight end, especially uh, a, a tight end that's more just wide receiver centric. Um, than going to the New Orleans Saints. And you say, and that's a good point because you say wide receiver eccentric, but t- Drew Brees loves his tight ends. Mm-hmm. Since 2010, they've had a top six tight end in fantasy out of four out of the five seasons. And at one season, they weren't uh, a top six tight end. It's, if you were to combine the points of Jeremy Shockey in 2010 and Jimmy Graham, would have been t- number tight end two overall. Right, it was the year that, you know. So they love their tight ends. And not only that, they just they cut Marcus Colson. Right. They lost Ben Watson to the Ravens, what we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. That's 177 targets they have to replace. And Kobe Fleener is probably going to get about 90 of them. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a he's a big dude. Yeah, man, he's he's going to be getting a ton of targets. I mean, he probably won't legitimately get 90, but I mean, you could see definitely getting 75 targets, 75, 80 targets. Yeah. And I mean, look, they just got Ben Watson paid. I mean, Ben Watson right. had a resurgence last year and was a tight end one. So now we're going to have a tight end. You know, Kobe Fleener. Somebody's have to catch the balls. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I love Brandon Cooks to death. He's not a he's not a wide receiver one. No, he, I mean, uh, he and plus he's I mean Kobe Fleener is going to be like the only guy with I mean him and Brandon Coleman are going to be the guys with size. You know. Yeah, and so, like you mentioned Brandon Coleman, somebody we were big on before. Mm-hmm. We've kind of we kind of rode the wave with him. Right. Um, and we knew he t- he knew we knew he was going to be somebody who had to develop. Right. Uh, last year he took some steps, not as many steps as I'd like him to take. But maybe this is the year for Brandon Coleman. Maybe Brandon Coleman's a good go by. Mm-hmm. Um, check your waiver wires. Maybe try and get some Brandon Coleman shares. Pay attention to what they do in the draft. As, as I well. say, I was going to hold off until after the draft to, to get too high on Brandon Coleman. But even honest, no matter but... what they do in the draft, I mean, it's still something I'm 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 interested in. Right. Um, I know I took Coleman in some drafts as well, but again, I think Fleener, like you like you said, you couldn't have pictured a better situation for him. Right. Um, if you're a tight end on the Saints, all things are pointing up, and it's. You know, that goes back to Jimmy Shockey. Obviously, Jimmy Graham. You say, oh, well, it's Jimmy Graham. Well, is it Jimmy Graham? I mean, obviously, Jimmy Graham's a stud, right? He went to the Seahawks, wasn't a stud. Right. Um, Jeremy Shockey produced there mm-hmm. as well. And then you bring in Ben Watson a year after Jimmy Graham leaves, and Ben Watson's a tight end one. So there's a lot of like about the situation. They signed him to a, bit, you know, a good contract. Um, the opportunity is there. I like to sign in. It's not a buy low situation, but again, sometimes in these situations, you're like, oh, well, now his price is higher than ever. You can find owners that would be thinking, ooh, now I can, now, I can finally sell. sell yep. And sometimes you get committed. I mean, what if you can give up 2-1? What if you need a tight end? You give up 2-1 in this draft for Kobe Fleener. You need a tight end. It's worth a gamble. I mean, uh, to be honest, I doubt you could get him for that, but I would probably not. do it. Yeah. You are correct, sir. Yeah. Okay, so you like to go? What do you think? What is what's your overall thought press on on and Kobe Fleener to the Saints? I mean, I think it definitely increases his value. He's not going to be split in time with anyone. I don't think you know Josh Hill's value obviously plummets and is gone now. Um, 
he's not going to be competing with any other tight ends for targets, man. I think this is a great move for him. I think it's a great move for his fantasy value. Yeah, and the only thing, I, the only thing that like burns me a little bit is like I, I still don't believe, like I don't think Kobe Fleener is that good. Uh, it kind of like for me too, like the fact that he played with Andrew Luck in Stanford, and that they played all throughout college together, and he couldn't go to Indianapolis and build a rapport with Andrew Luck. It's a little bit of worrisome for me as well. I mean, I agree that there are warning signs, but at the same time, um, Andrew Luck ain't no Drew Brees. Um, exactly. I mean, maybe maybe Andrew Luck isn't a guy that looks for the tight ends that much. I mean, yeah, and Drew Brees it, does. It, it surely hasn't seemed that way so far. And nobody's more accurate than Drew Brees. That guy. That guy's pinpoint man. So he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks I've ever seen. All right. So all right, Kobe Fleener. We're both uh, saying yippee Kaye. Yep, we both like it. Mother, don't you dare say it. Don't you. Don't you dare. Um, let's talk about another guy who, who made a move, a guy that I preached last year that everybody should go get, and that is my man, Rashard Matthews. Yeah. Going yeah, you, to the Titans. You were kind of pimping him all, all last year, basically. And he produced. Yeah, he did. He, was, uh, he wasn't that bad of a receiver. No. So he goes to the Titans, which is going to help Nick, uh, Mark Mar- Marcus Mariota, which is gonna be, who's going to be in his second year. They get to Marco Murray, so they have a running game to keep you know keep the defenses honest. They got our boy DGB out there, who's a big time receiver as well. Um, is Nate Washington still there? Um, good question. No, I think he's a free agent. Okay. Yep. Um, so Rashard Matthews gets signed to a contract there. Again, I think it's. Do I like him on the Titans? No, but he signs there. Again, just somebody who I preached last year that came through and was a pretty solid receiver. Um, ends up on a not a bad spot because again, DGB still develop him out there. He's still developing to that receiver. Yeah, I know. I think he's developing, but I think he's going to be the clear guy that they're trying to force the ball to again yes. this year. Um, so I'm not sure how much better, in my opinion, Richard Matthews' situation really got. Oh yeah, I'm not talking like because he's still going to be like a third wide receiver. Third, maybe, maybe like. Yeah, they got Kendall right there. They have DGB. Oh, yeah, I forgot all about Kendall right there. Uh, Delaney. It's so easy to forget about Kendall. Yeah, it right. is. Delaney Walker had a pretty good year last year. So I think, I mean, yeah. right Delaney, there, right there, he's he's already dropped down to like your fourth option. Do you know Delaney Walker was 18th tied with Jeremy? You know, Jer- you know Delaney Walker had 1,088 yards tied for 18th in NFL, tied with Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, it's crazy. He had a great year, man. And he did. He had more yards than Amari Cooper. Yeah. Doug Baldwin, Sammy Watkins. Gare Bear. Gare Bear. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. that's a pretty big time year. Uh, from, it, uh, it really was, which, I mean, I don't think he can necessarily duplicate, but um, Richard Matthews, again, I'm not, I, I think he went from being like a number four in Miami to being like a fourth option here in he, He's a wide receiver Tennessee. four in fantasy. Yeah. But, something that, but again, so you need those guys for buys. Speaking of receiving yards, can you tell me who led the NFL in receiving yards last year? No, off the top of my head, I can't. Julio Jones. Oh, I guess that made sense. I don't want to say that because could have picked that. It's weird because you see people, you know, obviously, you know, Antonio Brown's the number one fantasy receiver, and if you're doing a startup draft, it's either going to be Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, or Julio. But I've seen, I've been, I've been seeing in like ADP and stuff like that, and in drafts, like yeah. Julio slipping here and there. Yeah. And I, like, I, I, we're, we have our uh, new rankings thing. I know I've been preaching it; it's going to launch forever. But I actually got the okay. That's going to launch probably today, the day you got the po- you're listening to the podcast. Cool. Um, I'm going through tonight to update my rankings. I know at Tim NFL is doing his. 
at Dynasty Corey is doing his. You're going to get to yours later this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new rankings will tell you the last time we updated our rankings. We will have you'll be able to sort it by position. You'll be able to sort it by rookies. The new ranking system's awesome. I just got it. It took months to do. Shout out to Shane Hallengram for building it for us. Uh, yeah, thousands of hours into it. It came out tremendous. So look for that today. The new ranking system. It should be up. Now, if it's not up, then look for it tomorrow. It should, it should be <laughs> and up. And if it's not up that day, just, just keep looking every but day. I still have Julio. Is, and again, I flip-flop on this every day. I'd probably take Antonio Brown if you ask me right now. But when I did my rankings, I have Julio still number my number one overall dynasty player. Again, I mean, it's still a guy. I mean, it's hard to argue either way. I mean, they're both great players. And it you're going to be getting awesome production on a week-to-week basis. So it's hard to re- – I mean, you're really splitting hairs there. But I bet if you pulled, and now granted, you know, Anatolian and Brown only had 40 yards less, but I bet if you pulled people who had the most receiving yards last year, I bet 8 out of 10 people would say Antonio Brown. But meanwhile, it was Julio. Right. He had a quiet big year mm-hmm. last year for people like, oh, people, I can, I can see people saying, oh, Julio, he's, you know, he's not Odell Beckham. Now, DeAndre Hopkins took that big leap because he was number three overall in receiving yards. Um, but again, Julio, I just feel like he's somebody that's kind of like, Falls in AJ like AJ Green losing all the steam. We've talked about it mm-hmm. before. AJ Green had the most had the eighth most receiving yards in the NFL last year. Come on, people. I mean, Again, yeah. I feel like I just feel like Julio. I think sometimes people use that age factor way too much in Dynasty, like way too much. Yeah. You know, they just want to be strictly young. And I think now that Julio is getting a little bit, you know, he's not old by any means. No, he's not. No, nor close. Not even close to he's it. He's hitting prime right now. But you know what I mean? Right. People, I think. I, we're, let me put it this way: before Julio Jones, like Odell Beckham, he's he's almost impossible to get. Right, Julio Jones was there probably last year. I feel like Julio Jones is entering that like, I can get him category. Like AJ Green, you can get him. Oh yeah, I think so. Easily, yeah. I'm not not like, easily, but easy. you see a lot of people moving, having him, yeah, asking us questions about tons of questions. Green. Yeah, and in my head, I'm just like every every time I'm like, I guess unless it's like it bears a good trade, I'm like AJ Green, AJ Green, AJ Green, the, yeah. the AJ Green side. Yeah, his yeah. ADP is crazy, but okay, mm-hmm. let's talk about free agency. Well, no, actually, I, I you touched on something there that kind of. Um, peaked something in my head, or you know, made a, a bell go off in my head. A light bulb. A light bulb. I, hit, if you I flipped will. the switch. You did, and it was when you were talking about Antonio Brown, and I can't believe we forgot to mention the fact that Mar- Martavius Bryant got suspended for a full year because he's not a free agent. I know that, but well, I, he is. But I think it's newsworthy, and I just wanted to at least mention that and get your thoughts on it. I guess. Um, I know that was kind of off the cuff. I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of questions about what can I get, what, what can I get for him, and what can I offer for him. I've seen I've seen a lot of people say like two one two two. What I have to say about that is buy buy buy. Yeah, if you um, can get him for a second round pick, especially in this year's draft, I would definitely buy in that. a millisecond. Yeah, because his uh, uh, his upside's way way higher than any second round pick that you're gonna get. Of course, lots of risk involved. But right. I mean, guess the the perfect example here is Josh Gordon, right? Josh Gordon gets suspended this time a year ago. You know, maybe mm-hmm. like a month ago, like thirteen months ago, right? And everybody's like, yeah, that's it. He's done. Sell him, sell him, sell him. People were giving Josh Gordon away. Like, that was his ultimate mm-hmm. low point. Right. And now, like, like I said, I was doing my rankings. Um, I put Josh Gordon, I think, 18th overall in my dynasty startup rankings. Right around there. I think that's uh, absurd. but right. I know you would. That's what I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm a Josh Gordon believer. Right. Um, and if you look now, Josh Gordon, it's, it's almost impossible to buy him right now. It really is. It, I agree. Um, I agree. And because now that he's getting close to reinstated, people are coming back to reality. And because it's hard when you lose somebody for a year, it's hard. You know, I got Josh Gordon in a lot of leagues. So for me, I'm saying, yeah, when you lose somebody for like 10 games and then you lose them for a year, it's even harder. It's even harder. <laughs> yes. Um, 
so to me, I'm saying buy Martavis Bryant. It's a huge risk, but it's it's a huge reward at the same time. If for, for the price you were talking, I would make that move. I mean, a second round pick, any anywhere in the second round, I would make that move. Late first, if I can get him for a late first. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, this guy was a dynasty darling just a couple months ago. Right, I'm talking about a guy that scored like he scored like 17 touchdowns in 20 games. I mean, the talents there. Um, I think you know, obviously by his statements, and of course these are just statements now. He realizes he's made a mistake. Like I'm hearing stuff like he took it for like anxiety, um, issues like that. Like he's not like a druggie. Like he, like, you know. Well, he like moved his mom to Pittsburgh and everything. Yes, I, I, I heard. And, and he has tried issues. To, yeah, he's got some issues, and he's so, trying to rehab and stuff. Exactly. So I mean, mm-hmm. the initial steps are there. He's with a class organization, um, mm-hmm. so hopefully he gets the right help. Again, you have to be worried about people that keep making the same mistakes. Definitely when it comes to drugs, because it is a, it is a problem. It's uh, right. and for him, this is a it's a drug thing. Remember, Josh Gordon got suspended because he was with a, he was he was on a plane after the NFL season. He had a drink with the coach. There's a coach on the plane right. too. And he got suspended for having a drink on a plane with his teammates. So he wasn't really using smoking weed at the time he got suspended right. again for the year. Right. Um, it was just a policy that he fell fell under. This is a little bit different than Josh Gordon. He's getting suspended repeated. He's, he's repeatedly getting busted for the same thing, which is a concern. Um, so well, yes, it is a concern. Josh Gordon had repeated weed busts correct. going back to college. So I mean, but, but he I think there suspended. I think there are parallels between the but two. But he didn't behaviors. get suspended for a year for that. No, I agree. So, but he did get like kicked off a football team and and then basically bounced out of another one and, mem- and also remember when josh weed. which again it doesn't matter when we got suspended before that it was the nanogram ahead of, like the nanogram ahead of it but right we're neither here nor there and it changed <laughs> the rule after that too though they, so it's higher. they sure did so which is even more concerning for you know martavis i mean he was blazing dude right. i got this blunt all my myself mm. hands off turkey <laughs> so again i think though you know if you want my take on it i think it's worth the weight again. What rookie you're going to take that's coming and produce year one, anyways? Um, in this in this draft, in this draft class, I, I'm giving up a second and not thinking about it. I'm giving up a late first. Yeah, I'll go and not and not thinking about it. Like pick, I'm saying pick like nine and on. I'd give Martavis for somebody that I, I know I'm not getting instant return on. I don't feel quite as comfortable with that. Um, just because you could probably get a clean prospect there that has upside, but um. Any, anywhere in the second round, and probably, you know, 11, 12 in the first round, I'm fine with. And uh, if I'm a Marcus Wheaton owner, I'm selling. I'm seeing if, like, I'm seeing if this piques anybody interest for, like, maybe to the Martavis owner. I'm selling Marcus Wheaton. Marcus Wheaton, I'm not a believer in whatsoever. I think if you want somebody you want to go upside here, Sammy Coates is the one to gamble on. <sighs> Sammy Coates, the curious case of Sammy Coates. Um, they were so down on him. I, I mean, I know that's kind of how they don't in Pittsburgh. They don't really let rookies play that much, so it's kind of hard to tell with that guy. But obviously, he has the a, a much higher ceiling, Sammy Coates, yeah. than than Marcus Wheaton. And let's jump ahead here and get and talk to a guy who didn't just sign Ladarius Green. And don't forget, they just signed Darius Hayward Bay to a three year contract extension. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I mean, we all know Darius Hayward Bay. Um, yeah. He's he's not somebody who's gonna win your championship. No, he's but Ladarius sure Green, somebody who you were big on, who I was kind of slandering a little bit last week, saying that you know he's like one game good and then two games bad. Right. I mean, talk about again. You're talking about perfect situation here, mm-hmm. perfect landing stop. You know, he's six six, two forty. Who can who could play the slot receiver? Right. So to me, this is 
it's kind of the opposite of what Pittsburgh usually does. You know, they they that's not, what do they look out of tight ends, it's right? Yeah, the they usually have those big guys that can both block and catch passes. At least they have, you know, throughout the past fifteen years or so, it seems. Um, but he is a you know a true you know stretch the seam type of tight end that that's really gonna catch passes either going up the field or out of the out of the slot. So he's like a fat chick trying on skinny jeans. Stretch the seams, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I didn't get what you were saying. Now but, you got it. But now I got it. Picking yeah. up when I'm laying down. Uh-huh. I mean, if you've been like waiting on Ladarius Green in San Diego forever, you're drooling right now. Yeah, you're definitely. I mean, I, I doubt that you know the people that have waited. Now that he finally got somewhere else, they're probably not going to be inclined to sell him. No, nobody sells at this point, right? Yeah. Ladarius. I mean, exactly. why would you? You've been waiting. You know, and I hate when people do that. You know, like you, you, you sat on this prospect for four years right telling everybody just wait till he gets his chance right and then it, he gets his chance and you're like oh i'm selling yeah. i guess no i, I can't say i hate that cause yeah it's, it's smart sometimes to you got to do it because um, i'm saying sell on this and sell on that i doubt that i doubt that the ladarius green owners at least the ones that i know would be willing to sell him at this point but i'd be willing to buy him he's gonna be a tight end one yeah i, I would definitely i he's gonna sneak into the conversation as long as um I mean, as long as they use him, which I don't see why you'd pay him that kind of money if you're not going to use oh, him. Oh, he's getting used. Yeah. Big Ben is piping it right down there. Remember. Right. That sounded a little perverted. Yep. All right. Fat chick trying on skinny jeans. <laughs> Stretching uh, those seams out. So let's move on to a big free agent signing here that stayed home. Yeah. C.J. Anderson. Right. Uh, I signed the big offer sheet down there in Miami. And um, just uh, today for us, yesterday, you know, for the people listening to the podcast, uh, Denver came out and matched it. And this says, I mean, T.J. Anderson is somebody that came on horrible fantasy year during the regular season last year. Right, and I think um, at least I was trying to say, like, hey, I think this guy's just not really healthy. Yes, you did. And pretty much that's what bared out. Towards the end of the year, he started getting healthy and started playing better. And I think, obviously, that's what Denver is thinking as well um, because they they brought him on at a a pretty good clip. So um, they could have made more money, or they could have, probably gotten him for less money if they would have just tendered him higher but they got him long term now which is good again i mean he's somebody that played really well in the playoffs and he got paid and this is a guy that you know the dolphins were covered in the bears were covered in Mm -hmm. and now staying in denver um in a system that he knows with no quarterback and demarius i mean this is cj anderson's probably going to finish his running back one this year um Uh, I, i mean i could definitely see that um as long as, you know, barring injury. Because uh, we, we've seen his, obviously he's not as effective. He's not one of those running backs that can just, you know, go, even though he's a little nicked up. He does have a drop-off when he's nicked up. And averaged 4.7 yards per carry last year, which mm-hmm. is which is pretty good. Yep. Um, And, again, with what I want to talk about, C.J. Anderson, too, it kind of get, kind of puts a, I'm going to put a damper on somebody's situation here is, the the Chicago Bears actually and CJ Anderson mentioned this uh today, saying it's not about he said, I want to go back to Denver. He's like, it's not about the money. Right. He did want to go back to Denver. That He's was like, his... if it was about the money, I would have went to Chicago because they offered me the most money. Mm-hmm. So people that have been on this Jay Jai bandwagon, which I have not been on, people that have been on this Jeremy Langford bandwagon, which I have not been on, mm-hmm. uh, because people just automatically assume right away Forte leaves and Lamar Miller leaves, like, oh Jai's the number one and uh, Jeremy Langford's the number one. Well, you you just assume that right there in the NFL season. The NFL draft hasn't happened yet. Right, right. Um, 
and I always said like I wasn't really a big Jeremy Lang. Like I like Jeremy Langford coming out of Michigan State. In the NFL, I think he's good. I don't think he's great. Obviously, the Chicago Bears aren't all sold in on him because they went after C.J. Anderson, offered him more money than Denver and Miami did. Miami's not awfully, uh, uh, obviously all in on Jay Ajayi, which they shouldn't be. The guy has no kneecaps right? Um, as well. And I like Ajayi. I think he looks good as well, but he can't be a, Ajayi can't be a three-down back. He won't hold up. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm not a doctor, so I don't really know how well his knees are going to hold up. But, I mean, I think he's got an all-around game. I think he could do it. He can catch passes. Well, guess what? Kid. What? I am a doctor. You are a doctor on the radio. Dr. Dick. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, I saw that coming, too. And I just walked right <laughs> into it. Shit. And uh, I I say he has no kneecaps. All right. That's mm-hmm. cool. Um, but, I mean, I'm just saying, if you're an Ajayi owner and a Langford owner, I, yeah. I'm just giving you a heads up. You know, your team's not sold. They're going to go get a running back in the draft. Right. I mean, and, and Chicago obviously had familiarity, and Adam Gase had familiarity with C.J. Anderson. So Which makes sense. That's where the interest comes from. But at the same time, we're both, I mean, I think we're in agreement that C.J. Anderson is good, but not great. Correct. And if they both. Really good, because he's yeah, a three-down back. If, if both those teams wanted C.J. Anderson over the people that they have, that should say enough right there that they're not great either <laughs> yeah exactly. they're, they're not great backs are um, they somebody you want to have in dynasty yeah yeah um, i mean i think langford showed enough that i could see why people would jump to that conclusion i'm not sure that jahi did jay jahi um he showed a, a you know little flashes whereas in jeremy langford's case he he really he I mean, really showed us a lot when 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 he got the opportunity jeremy langford averaged 3.6 point per yards uh 3.6 yards per carry last year um again not really great he had 148 attempts 537 yards uh nine attempts a game he he flashed though he flashed and he does he's he's a north south runner right but again i think i think jeremy langford kind of is similar to jj i think they're good situational backs i think they're good a game here and there the guys you know they're guys you want to own in dynasty Mm -hmm. But not guys you want to rely on to win a championship. And remember, that's our ultimate goal here in fantasy football right. and dynasty fantasy football is to win a championship. So maybe now is the time if you can cash in on Ajayi and Langford while they're before the draft or leading up to the draft. Um, maybe you should. Right. Because don't again, forget about my boy Kadeem, the Dream Carry. You do like Kadeem Carry. <laughs> um, I'm holding out, which like, makes it even worse that they're trying to get. I know. I'm just holding out like the littlest bit of hope for that guy. So I mean, that says. I mean, that's just. Those are little things you want to pick up in fantasy, you know, in fantasy football when you watch this. Like, okay, well, this team offered him this big money. Well, right. well what, who, why have J- I have Jeremy Langford? I thought Jeremy Langford was the man. Right. Mm, I mean, so you got to look at it this way. There's the thing that there's the things that the personnel and the coaches say to the public, which is mostly just BS. And then there's the things that their moves should tell you and yes. should tell the public and, and just offers. Right. And just offers and, and, and what they're sniffing around and stuff like that. So those are the things that you should really keep track of to, to try to gauge players' values from their own organizations. Yeah, and CJ, got a, he got a four-year deal, so right. he's going to stick around. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy. I'm a CJ. I own, uh, I own Anderson. Okay. Um, I own him in uh, the Nerd Herd or the Podcast Listener Leagues, uh, one, of the, one of those leagues. Right. The nerd heard we uh our listener one of my favorite uh, followers Colleen Cassidy she's a Pittsburgh fan but whatever she just joined the nerd herd <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm glad she's cool. in there so I could try and beat up on her 
Uh, is she the one that's always tweeting pictures of of her wearing the shirts uh, the, and carrying trophies? Yeah, and carrying the trophies. The one with, the, with the Antonio Brown. Yeah, with their with their Steelers <laughs> stuff all in the back. <laughs> uh, Damn she's Steelers. the worst. So <laughs> she's the best. If you if you like CJ, if you own CJ Anderson, obviously this is good news. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Coming off a, a year, you know, the big year, you thought he was gonna be a, a stud running back. Right. Has a down regular season, which is all that matters when it comes to fantasy football. Absolutely. I don't yeah. care what you do in the NFL playoffs because I'm already at home cuddling all my cash and dynasty trophies <laughs> that I didn't need to get there without you. Right. Um, but again, it, I think this, this news more affects the JJ and Jeremy Langford owners. Right. I agree. Uh, moving on. Okay. Chris Hogan. Yeah, I think that was a, a little bit surprising. I mean, I think he flashed last year with the Bills. Um, but the Patriots came out, came in strong. He was their stick to free agent, and they made an offer. And the Bills almost immediately said they weren't going to match it, which I thought was an odd move. Yeah. Um, because you know how Bill Belichick likes these kind of guys that are just like possession wide receivers, and that can um, he just seems to be able to make the most out of them. So I'm not sure why you would just give it to bill like hey here you just have him we don't yeah. want him like hand, like throw your hands up in the air oh bill wants him he yeah. must be trash yeah it's so weird this so. kills danny amandola's uh value julian alleman's been he's the slot receiver there right right uh, he's a stud the patriots have been looking for somebody to play outside uh you know yeah they've gone like brandon lafell they, they just cut yeah they're getting rid of and and Danny Amendola, I mean, really didn't step up when Edelman went down last year. I don't think he produced nope. enough. No. And this is a guy who's 27 now when the season starts. He'll be tur- turned 28. So he's going to be up in his prime. Right. Again, these are the type of guys that, like, they're coming out of nowhere. They're like the DM branches, and all of a sudden they're like wide receiver threes, wide receiver twos. I agree. I think that's kind of where he could end up settling in. Yeah. I mean, and when you got to cover Julian Edelman, who's just a beast mm-hmm. route runner, mm-hmm. and then you have Gronk. And you have a quarterback like Tom Brady, things are going to be pretty nice and open on the right. outside for Chris right. Hogan. 6 1, 220. Um, check your waiver wire. I grant, I mean, right. you, never, you never know. He, uh, might be, he might be sitting out there. And if you're in one of those leagues that has open free agency all year round, he might be there for you to just pluck up right now. Yeah, but Dabba, too. I, I mean, there's not, a, there's not anybody else there. I mean, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, uh, Keyshawn Martin. Right. I mean, they will get Deion Lewis back, and he'll he'll catch a lot of passes out of the backfield. Um, yeah, but he's their number one running back. I mean, they have no other. I mean, it's him, Brandon Bolden, and Tyler Gaffney. So, again, I understand what you're saying, too. Right. Even more things to open up for Chris Hogan. I think it's a really good signing. I think it's a real sneaky dynasty play. Um, Chris Hogan, check your waiver wire. I'm sure everybody already did, but you never know. Right, you know, you uh, never know. I would, I mean. People are in loose leagues, man, and if you're the only one who listens to this podcast, right. you're like, hey, Chris Hogan. Right. He's a get. He's somebody that I would trade for. So again, who's somebody who's been sent about on the radar, and you can get like, say, you have a late second, you know, around picks. Mm-hmm. I don't like a lot of players after pick like twenty two. Right. I know we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd give up a late second, third round pick for Chris Hogan. Sure. It's worth the gamble. Mm-hmm. If I get two years out of Chris Hogan, <laughs> please. I mean, he's in a he's in a great offense, so he's worth taking a stab at just just for that fact. Yep. You're really excited me over there in this Chris Hogan talk. I uh, yay. I, mean, I am pumped. At first, I thought it was the coffee that got me wired up, but no. now I realize it's this Chris Hogan talk that we've been Heck waiting to yeah, talk man. about. So, I mean, there's not really much to say about Chris Hogan. He hasn't really, I mean, he hasn't really done anything. He's never had 100-plus yard games. He, he's only he's had, a reliable guy that catches everything, though. Yeah, he's had six touchdowns right. his entire career. 
Um, he's had a rush once for four yards. <laughs> no, I mean, his stats are going to blow you away, but I think the fact that um, the Pats were aggressive and went after this guy as a restricted free, free agent tells me all that I need to know. That's all I need to know as well. Now, let's talk about another guy who just signed today. Is what? it Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan? No, never mind. It I could think, be. Yeah. Ooh, we can come with some good names for this guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I am a real American. Go ahead, Chris Hogan. <laughs> All right. Um, sorry. Let's, let's move on to somebody who's not a real American. Right. Uh, I don't, <laughs> Jeez. I don't know where I mean, he came from. This guy's like a terrorist or something. Uh, he might be. <laughs> uh, he came in here like a speeding bullet, and then somebody gave him some money, and then... He ran out of town. All of a sudden, he's a squirt gun. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't run out of town. He's not that fast anymore. Mike Wallace signs in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, you see a lot of people tweeting out there, oh, Brashad Perriman. This says a lot, which it may about Brashad Perriman's knee. I mean, theoretically, they're, you know, similar, like, go-long type of guys. I don't know. I think Perriman probably has a little bit more rounded game than than Mike Wallace, if healthy. Everybody has a more well-rounded game than Yeah, Mike, Mike Wallace. Wallace. Just, you know, keep running down that sideline. And, and he took a shot at Teddy on the way out, which I don't appreciate. Oh, wait, what do you say about Teddy? Um, Mike Wallace basically, I don't, I, it was, it could be construed different ways, but he basically said that he's happy that he finally has a quarterback. <laughs> Those are fighting words. Yeah, exactly. No, I think I saw that too. He's like, oh, finally somebody that does what I does best, do best and get open. Yeah, why don't you contest for a ball, Mike Wallace? Yeah, instead of just trying to run yeah. by everybody. I mean, you... if if Mike Wallace isn't open, he's right. not coming down with the ball. He right. doesn't fight for the ball. He doesn't run routes. He's a one-trick pony. He's terrible. I said he was terrible when he was with Pittsburgh. Uh, never been a big fan. He's terrible. We we both are in the same place with Mike Wallace. We have never liked him, really. And he's one of those guys that if he catches the do- the deep bomb, he'll get you 16 points. If he doesn't catch it, he'll get you one point, two yeah. points. Like definitely since I'm on side team Teddy. Yeah, me too. Pipe down, Mike Wallace, you nerd. Exactly. Come after you with this ballpoint pen I have here. <laughs> Hit you upside the head. Then it's, my, it's mightier than the sword. It is. That's the right. pen is mightier than the sword. That's right. <laughs> Look at this. What's that? It's a pen. <laughs> ah! It's mighty. <laughs> I know you can't run away from me, Mike Wallace. <laughs> I, run, I run a five eight. All right. I'm so slow. From Mike Wallace's old fast airs to uh travis benjamin another fast guy wait 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 Wait, you still want to talk about mike wallace well we both agree that he stinks but i mean you're gonna try and sell here right oh i would sell yeah i mean if anyone wants to buy him sure i like kamar aiken way more than mike wallace so do i i don't know why i have the like i i don't like the baltimore ravens but i like i really like kamar aiken <laughs> i think he showed enough last uh last year me too almost almost got a thousand yards it was like nine which is weird because now they bring steve smith back they have rashad perriman and then like that's why it's kind of weird they brought in Mike Wallace. Like, dude, you have Kamar Aiken. It, that's, I was trying to wrap my head around that today, actually, because I was listening to the radio on the way, actually on the way here. And I'm like, they, they, it seems like they're going to have an awful lot of weapons and not a lot enough balls to go around at this point. Weird situation there. Yeah, I mean, they just signed Ben Wallace, too. They ben, had, Watson. Uh, ben Watson. Ben, ben Wallace. Ben Wallace would be getting rebounds. <laughs> Hell yeah. The sweet fro. <laughs> uh, Sorry. What uh, a sweet fro. That was a sweet fro. It was even sweeter when the Cavs beat him. Go to the championship. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. That was big time. Moving on. Um, but I mean they have the Crockett, they have the Crockett Rocket, they have Max Williams as well. Ben just, Watson. Ben Watson. Whole lot of average going on there. There is, but I mean this is just even a quarterback who's won a Super Bowl, Joe Flacco, like talking about like nothing you want to do in fantasy. Even like they're bringing back you have Justin Forsett, you have Buck Allen. Steve Smith is like, you know, if he can do what he did last year, which we don't know because he's come up a big injury too, it's mm-hmm. like 
You're talking about like a whole team that I really don't want. Like I like Crockett the Rocket. I like Max Williams, but for like 2016, I don't want anything to do with the Baltimore offense. I think they, I think you're right. I I hadn't really thought about that, and there's just a whole lot of uh. Yeah, like you need to own all those guys you're on right. your dynasty right. roster. You don't want any of that. Yeah, because that's all. It's all a bunch of muddled crap right now. I mean, maybe you'll start Steve Smith, but like again, give me. I'll take Kamar Aiken. Yeah. Like right now, if you Ugh. said, okay, no, false, I would take Brashad Perriman. I don't it, really like Brashad Perriman. Me neither. That much. I don't either. I like at UCF. I know his hands were concerned, but they were like over concerned. But still, the first thing that comes to mind, you're like, all right, pick it, pick your poison. I can't take here. that guy just because his hair, man. What, the homeless predator? He looked like a homeless predator, man. Yeah, that guy looked ridiculous, man. He um, needed a haircut. Hopefully he got one. But isn't it weird? Like, of all those names there, like, all right, Rich, take one. And I'm like, I'm going to get all fancy pants on you. like, I'll take Markin. No, you won't. Yes, I will. Weird. Right, I mean, weird. it's obviously those. I mean, I would, I would probably take Max Williams out of all of them right now if you gave me my choice. Not for next year, but just for, for long, the future. For long term. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. You made the same case for Brashad Perriman. Yeah. I just feel like Brashad Perriman is <laughs> going to turn one of those guys that never pans out. You yeah, know what that's I mean? how it's I like, feel about him. It's just like he's a name. He went higher in the drafts when we told you not to take him in the rookie drafts at the same time. Like, why are you like, it was weird how high he was going for some people. Yeah. He went later in the draft. It's just weird. Let's move on. Let's talk All about right. Travis Benjamin. Travis Benjamin. He left the Browns. He went to San Diego. Sunny San Diego. Yeah. Four-year, $24 million contract. Um, he's going to be the number two there alongside Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's had somewhat trouble getting healthy, which could put Ke- Travis Benjamin back into the heavy target category. Because right now, Keenan Allen's a heavy target receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about him last week about, you know, Travis Benjamin, he's, he's a big-time receiver. You know, he scores those big, those big catches. And he's going to San Diego with Mike McCoy, his head coach, who likes to sling the rock. I think this is good for Travis Benjamin. I think this, is, this gives you a chance to keep Travis Benjamin as like a wide receiver three. Um, I would not want him as my wide receiver three. I'm not sure that what Travis Benjamin d- does like really lines up with. He's a deep threat. I know, but think about what Philip Rivers has had his whole career. Big six foot five wide receivers to throw the ball up to. Stevie Johnson. Stevie Johnson's a small receiver. And no, he he's not. Success, he's right? like six two. Oh. He has had, like, no small wide receivers at all. He's had guys that he could chuck the ball up to. And Travis Benjamin is not that Steve kind Johnson, of guy. Steve Johnson, 6'2", 207. I told you he was 6'2". Stop telling me to do that. Um, he's never had a guy like Travis Benjamin who's 5'10", 160 pounds. New shiny toy. He's 5'10", 175 pounds. If he's 175 pounds, I'm 250. Go deep, Uncle Rico style. And I'm I'm all muscle at two. You're not two fifty. Exactly. I'm looking right at you. I know. I'm about I'm oh, about one hundred ninety five oh. pounds. I get it. You're you're fibbing. Yeah. There's oh. no way he's one hundred seventy five pounds. That guy's wrists. <laughs> his arms are the same size all the way up from his wrists to his shoulder. Yeah, you're right. And his legs are about the same size from his ankles up to his butt. What about his butt? Let's get there. Yeah, that's a little bit bigger, but that's not much. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, baby's Dude got back. He can get downfield. He he's a burner. Listen, he he's he has wide receiver three value in fantasy. I don't. That's fine that you disagree. I totally um, disagree. I think he has wide receiver three value there in San Diego. Uh, warm weather, which would suit what Travis Benjamin does well. Again, that's what he does. He's a big time receiver. You have Keenan Allen there, number one. You have a legit tight end and uh, Antonio Gates. 
You got somebody like Stevie Johnson you can line up there. You have Dontrell Inman you can line up there, too. So you have enough big receivers there where uh, Travis Benjamin, I think, fits as somebody that you don't want to focus on anyways. I think he could be a good wide receiver three, whether it be a low-end wide receiver three to a high-end wide receiver three. A wide receiver three is still somebody you want on your uh, roster. You're not trading Travis Benjamin. So if you own Travis Benjamin last year, you were ecstatic about the production you got. You were ecstatic about the breakout year. And now at least you have somebody that you didn't, couldn't count on before that who could be a wide receiver three. Again, if you have them, you're not moving them because you're not really getting anything for Travis Benjamin. So if you're a Travis Benjamin owner, I guess the, the, I don't have any shares of them, I don't think. Uh, this is a good signing. It's a, for Bo- me, bottom bottom line for me is you should have sold Travis Benjamin last year if you owned him. That's if, a good if point. If you were, I mean, if you were ahead of the curve there, you should have already sold him. Okay, that's the bottom line. I get it. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But to me, that was his, that was as high as his value will ever be. Bar, bar none. Allegedly. Hundred percent. Bar some. Hundred percent. Ninety nine point eight percent. That was it. Ninety percent. I'll leave 0% chance of any differentiation. 100% chance that was the highest his value will ever it, be. I, okay, I agree with that. It, it, it's going to be hard to top those numbers. It's going to be, I mean, this guy, he had 966 So you're saying year. there's no chance. The top, maybe last year's numbers, but I'm, not, I'm still saying there's a chance to be a wide receiver three. I don't want him as a wide receiver three on my team. I no. wish you had him, so you just give him to me for peanuts. I'm, I would. I would take him. I would totally, I would give him away. I don't even want that scrub on my team. No, I don't want no scrubs. God, I wish I could sing. I'm the worst singer alive. Uh, I'm pretty bad as well, man. Why can't I sound like Lisa left the Lopez? Oh, man. She's got golden pipes. She had the golden pipes. Yeah, true, true statement. Yeah, she's more the rapper of the group, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, Doug Martin stays in Tampa Bay. Doug Martin stays in Tampa Bay. Signs the biggest running back contract. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, I, I think we've made ourselves abundantly clear how we feel about that guy. He is... A running back, neither one of us want to own. His value from week to week is hard to really pin down because it, it fluctuates so much. Even though he had 1,402 rushing yards last year, good for second best in the NFL, 300 more yards than Todd Gurley, even though Todd Gurley didn't start the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, still averaged .1 yards more than Todd Gurley. Averaged 4.9 yards per carry last year in Tampa Bay. Um, Here's I, the deal. I don't think he's a bad running back, like an NFL, a bad NFL running back. I just don't want him on my fantasy team. Because his value week to week fluctuates so much. Yeah, I'm selling Doug Martin if I can. Right. Which is, I have Doug Martin in uh, this industry league I am with, like, it's an industry league with all the, you know, people from, you know, X and Y's, Rotoviz, UTH, all those guys. Right. I'm going to start dropping some dynasty names. DLF, you know. Oh, man. All those guys. Oh, man. Uh, but at the same time, it's just, uh, and I've gotten some offers for Doug Martin, and some of them were decent offers. I said no, because my goal is with him is to let it carry over to this year and to 2016. And uh, I think I'm going to try and sell, like, wait for that right moment and then like, just jump on it for 2017 draft. Gotcha. Because I don't really want any picks this year for Doug Martin. Then I could flip it for next year for probably a player and a first, maybe even to, like, an upside player, and then use that first to get a, a young running back in the 2017 draft. All right. All right, moving on. Moving on. Let's talk about somebody who does an interesting sign in Matt Forte to the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I, I could genuinely say I didn't see that coming um, before that that whole thing started. But, I mean, Chan Gailey offense with Matt Forte, I think it's a good match. Uh-huh. 
think I think he'll do well. I think he'll catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. Um, I think some of his receptions are going to diminish with Bilal Powell there. Curious. Isn't yeah. it weird that they Curious signed Bilal you, Powell yeah. for three years, too, for almost the same amount of money almost, as Matt Forte? Yeah. So Forte went three years, $12 million. Uh, Powell went three years, 11.2. Which is so, really close. And by, that's, that's what's weird. Bilal Powell is a third down back. That's what he is. Right. He catches the ball. Right. That's I mean, his bread and butter. So you're paying this guy $11 million. You're going to want him to do what he does best, and that's third downs. Matt Forte's older. He's going to be coming off the field on first and second down. I know he came out and said they see him. He told I know Forte told the reporters they see him down as an every as down a, back. As an every down guy. Well, if that's the case, you're not paying Bilal Powell $11 million. Um, I would be curious in a couple of years, two years down the line, to, to see if Matt Forte is still on their team. I doubt he will be. I, I don't know how this, the contract is structured. They might have an out after after two years or something like that, or it might even be a series of one year, basically one year contract where where the guarantees don't go until every year. So I can't um, remember. It's three years, twelve million. I can't remember how it broke down for guaranteed money, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. You know, what I didn't realize I didn't realize Matt Forte was six two. I didn't either. Yeah, he's six two two eighteen. Wow. I didn't realize it. Yeah, Cause I always preach against like the big backs, like Derrick Henry's. Right. Oh, well, Matt Forte six two. Didn't know that. Well, but anyways, still not six four. I mean, uh, you're talking about a guy who averaged four point one yards per carry and had eight hundred ninety eight yards last year rushing. Um, most of his bread and butter came with those forty four receptions. A year removed from the hundred yard, the hundred receptions, right? Um, as well, and you know, Matt Forte's bread and butter has always kind of been, always been a good runner, oh, yeah, underrated yeah. As, aspect. But his bread and butter was always the receiving yards that really put him at elite level. That that's definitely where his fantasy value lies. I mean. Adding an extra forty to fifty catches for and another five hundred yards of receiving to six hundred yards receiving a year, I mean that's going to do nothing but throw you into right into the running back one, especially when you're getting close to a thousand yards mm-hmm. rushing per year. I mean, last year talking about a guy, he was he had the eleventh most rushing yards in NFL, right? Which is still crazy when you think about like a thousand yard rusher with all these running back duos nowadays. It's really hard to come by, and there's only seven running backs last year that had a thousand yards or more rushing. Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray, Chris Ivory, Darren McFadden, Todd Gurley, Doug Martin, and Adrian Peterson. Uh, that was in reverse order. Now, some guys obviously were injured here and there. Right. Um, I see Thomas Rawls taking a big step this year. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Le'Veon Bell coming back. Ezekiel Elliott's easily going to get 1,000 yards. Easily. I mean, it's Mike hard, at 2,000. It's hard to know. say without knowing where he's going. Not hard to say at Zeke, all. Mike at 2,000. Yards. I, we can both agree. Um, yeah, he's going to definitely run for 4,000 yards this year. CJ Anderson's going to get a bump. DeMarco uh, <laughs> Murray's going to get a bump from didn't last even year. Notice what I said. What? I said he's going to run for 4,000 yards. Yeah, I know. I'm just agreeing oh, with you. I'm God, not, just, right. It's that nonchalant for me. Right, okay, 4,000. Cool. That's nothing. What is that? Like uh, 250 yeah, yards a game? It's right around there. Oh, easy. Breezy. Yeah. Cover girl. Uh, so Forte to the Jets. I know you're are you you're a Forte owner, right? Actually, no. I sold him last year. Good maneuverability. I got, I got out in front of it and and kind of got out from underneath my one share. You passed your driving test on the first time, didn't you? I sure did. I could tell. Mm-hmm. Your maneuverability is excellent. That's right. Um, but I mean, he is going to the Jets. They have no quarterback there. Right. So well, they don't right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they might get Fitzpatrick right there. But again, they had. I, think, I mean, Fitz did pretty well. I think. He did. Yeah, I mean, I think the the guys on the outside there's numbers will will go down if he's not back. And there, look, I, I mean, look, when I said there's only seven guys last year that right. had a thousand yards rushing, one of those was Chris Ivory. Right. Matt Forte is better than Chris Ivory. I I agree with that. Chris Ivory's pretty good. We talked about him last year. I gave you mm-hmm. Eric Decker in a third 
in fourth form. So obviously I I'm okay with Ivory right. um, there as well. We're going to talk about Ivory here next, but uh, again, so Matt Forte goes to a situation where only one of those guys and by Paulo's there last year as well. So the situation shouldn't change too much where Matt Forte should be in a position here to gain a thousand yards per carry. Now, Matt Forte, or not per carry, but <laughs> in the season, uh, I said he averaged 4.1 yards per carry last year, and Chris Ivory averaged 4.3 and got 1,000 yards. So look for Matt Forte to have another good year. He is going to be 31 entering the season, so he might be somebody, this might be finally the year to sell. I know you did it last year, mm-hmm. but this might be the year, like midseason. It depends where your roster is, how you can do it, and where you're at. But I'd look really strong in your dynasty league on selling Matt Forte uh, midseason if a possibility when the numbers are still looking good. I mean, um, I'm not opposed to to getting out from underneath him even during the draft here. To be I think honest. it's going to be hard to get out from under. Like I, th- I, I always feel it for like this situation. I think the best bang for your buck will be midseason, uh, early in the season when, yeah, when another yeah, running back goes right. down. I think right now, like during the draft, when everybody has young youth on their mind as it is. I think it's really going to be hard to get good value for Matt Forte going to the Jets. People might think it's a bad situation. Uh, think of age and all, all that. The, the fact that he is changing teams. I think right. I don't think that's a prime time to sell. Again, I think it's. I think he he's going to be a, a good somebody who's going to still be doing well at the time. Right. Uh, when somebody's going to get hurt, somebody will get hurt. No matter what time it is, I think that's the time to the pounce on the Matt Forte sell. Yeah, and that's kind of when I sold him. I sold him mid season last year, and I was able to get. Um, Marcus Mariota and a first round pick for him. So yeah, but dabba do Fred Flintstone. I really kind of cashed in high on him. Get you right in the mid season there. So freaking driving test first time. I know. Well, I did too, but I'm not. Yeah. What all, all good drivers have hit the rock. <laughs> all right. So Matt Forte to the Jets. Not bad. And, and I think the only thing working against Forte is the fact that he's thirty, going to be thirty one in December. Right. That's definitely it. I mean, and situation's not bad for him. No, I think. I think. The Powell um, signing, I think he's a guy that's going to come in personally and just kind of spell Forte on third downs. They also signed Kyrie Robinson, who I could see, you know, picking up a little bit of that slack as well. But eh, well, I'll be surprised if he well, he might even make the roster. So I'm not overly concerned about it. Yeah, but I I don't see either one of those guys as a, a true, uh, you know, like they're not going to come in and steal carries. From no, I think Bilal Powell is just one of those. He he's still he's still exactly what he's always been. Somebody that like if Forte goes down, somebody you could put in there and start right. for a game or two. Mm-hmm. If you have running backs that are hurt and you got to put somebody in there, to, you know, the fact that he does catch balls, mm-hmm. um, he's he's startable. Like if you're really desperate, you can start Bilal Powell. He's he's somebody that's going to get you points. He's not going to get he's not going to goose egg you. You know right. what I mean? Right. So. Bilal Powell is he anybody get excited for? No, but he's he's a he's a commodity on a dynasty team. He's somebody you want on your dynasty team. Um, whether it be a bye week or an injury, he's somebody you could throw in there and get you anywhere from four to fifteen points a game on a random day. Random days. Yep. You don't want to be starting them every week. No, you're you're not. You, you never know. But there are guys like him that you need. Right. You know. Got yeah, it. you definitely need those kind of guys to get through a season. Uh, so let's talk about so Chris Ivory. Um Last year, one of the few guys that did run him for a thousand yards per carry. He goes to Jackson. A thousand yards per carry. Holy! It's the second time I said that. <sighs> too bad we don't edit this show. Otherwise, yeah. I'd be adding that stuff out. Yeah, too bad. But we go L natural here. Mm-hmm. We hit. We hit record. And we just go, man. And then we just talk. You know, just whatever pops on the tip of my tongue. Oh, okay. Five minutes of pre. Five minutes of pregame notes, and then <laughs> we're into this. Um, so he goes into Jacksonville. Huge. If you're TJ Yeldon saying fan you you look up and you look at the sky and you say why, why? 
I was just Why starting me? to see my guy doing good things. And listen, I'm still a huge TJ Yeldon fan. Yeah, so am I. And I just think they hired that they signed a really expensive backup. It seems like such a weird signing to me. It doesn't really make sense. They say they're going to split carries. I, I just don't get it, though, man. But this is this thing. TJ Yeldon was terrible in goal line situations. Right. He didn't get a lot of opportunities. So Chris Ivory, thrives. he's a bruiser. You yeah, know what I mean? but he's not going to be able to stay healthy unless you're just using him in that kind of role. This is what I'm thinking. I think, I think they're going to split carries, but I still think TJ Yeldon gets a majority of the carries. Right. I think Jacksonville expects to take a big step next year. I'm, I'm, I expect Jacksonville to take a big step next year. Yeah. And I think TJ Yeldon, where I think he's a good back, and he took some right steps. He, did, he didn't show them enough where, hey, he's a three-down back for sure. Definitely in a goal line situation. I I'm, think Chris I'm, Ivory compliments TJ Yeldon pretty well. That's what I'm worried. I'm worried that um, TJ Yeldon is going to get a bunch of touchdowns vultured from him. He wasn't scoring touchdowns last year. Right, but you would have hoped that he would start doing that. TJ Yeldon scored two touchdowns last year. Right. Two. But he averaged 4.1 yards per carry. If you're a TJ Yeldon owner, you want to see him start scoring touchdowns, not for them to bring in a guy that's going to score touchdowns. Well, it's a hit. It's a huge hit for TJ Yeldon. He's not going to – I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, he's not going to get those red zone carries. He's not going to do it. It's going to go to – they're going to go to Chris Ivory. But, you know, Chris Ivory does get hurt, which you can kind of hope for there. Yeah. Unless you're a Chris Ivory owner like I am. I'm he not runs that. so violently that he is um, bound to get hurt. But, I mean, Chris Ivory, again, I mean, you're really looking at, you know, TJ Yeldon's still the best long-term play here. Um, he's still a complimentary Absolutely. back. TJ Yeldon's going to be a running back, too, is yep. what it boils down to. And, and I think it just it pulls him down a little bit. So that, that, that does kind of stink if you're a Yeldon owner. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, I mean, T, the problem here, too, is, you know, Chris Ivory's only 27. Right. And it doesn't, so. like, it doesn't. You're not like super excited if you're a Chris Ivory owner that he's going to Jacksonville either because now this just limits his value as well. No, I think touching on here, I am Chris Ivory owner, so I'll give you my perspective on him is where he produced last year. Mm -hmm. He was a solid running back. He had seven touchdowns on the Jets offense, and I think he's going to a better offense. I think there may have better red zone opportunity here. I think where maybe he won't run a rush for a thousand yards this year, where the yards might be down. I feel like maybe the touchdowns might offset that and go up a little bit more. Where I think he might have more red zone touchdown opportunities, I think that his fantasy points per game may spike a little bit. I could see him. I could see him going from seven touchdowns to about eleven to twelve touchdowns, which to me would be tremendous. So as an owner, he's somebody that I might still be comfortable with as my running back too. I I personally am not that high on the situation for Chris Ivory. So I'm, um, it's not ideal for yeah, either guy. If you're, I'm if seeing, you're both I'm, owner, it, it hurts. I'm you have personally, two names here that I'm you personally like. seeing a little bit of a downtick in, in his production okay. from last year. All right. Um, let's hit a couple more of these guys here. Sure. Uh, Chase Daniel signs with Kansas city for seven mil a year. Yeah. With Sam Bradford already there. So. I think it's just more of a really good insurance policy. The quarterback, the quarterback market's extremely dry. Right. This is somebody that knows Peterson's offense really well. Um, Sam Bradford's injury prone. Uh, the Eagles want, you know, you want to go in there and make an impression. You have, you have an offense there that you want to find success with. So I think it's a really good insurance policy. It's kind of an expensive insurance policy though. It seven is, seven a year, but man. quarterbacks make good money. Yeah. You know, yeah, the, right. they, they just cut all that salary. Uh, the salary cap jumped X amount of dollars, a significant amount of dollars as well. So I think $7 million for a, a good backup that you believe is a really good backup that knows your system, right. I think that's pretty valuable. It's, I mean, that's still, I mean, just looking at other guys, what they signed, 
Um, Chad Henney, two years, eight million. I mean, these are guys that are. And again, Chad Henney's a good backup quarterback. But he only, I mean, that's only four million. So I mean, Chase Daniels only almost making double that. Colt McCoy, three years, nine million. I mean, he is what he is. Yeah. So the average average backup makes up makes three, about four million. Three four million. But and this I mean, guy's making seven. So I mean, I guess I guess I get what you're saying. He is better than average. And he only signed Sam Bradford to a two-year contract. So there, there's a lot of questions marks about Sam Bradford. Right. So I think this is right. just more, you know, your, your coaching job only usually revolves around your quarterback and how yeah, well you do. Yeah, it really does. So right. this gives you a really good insurance policy. So if you have to pay a couple million dollars more mm-hmm. for an insurance policy, you know, why not? Okay. Any of my money. Yeah, you're right. Um, and it's not enough that he's going to be challenging for the starting job. Yeah. So it, to, to me, it's still Sam Bradford. Right. Um, Marvin Jones went to Detroit. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I'm not that high on Marvin Jones personally. You told me this last week. Yeah, so I I don't. He obviously isn't going to be able to fill Calvin Johnson's shoes. I mean, at best, I could see him and Golden Tate kind of being a one A one B type. I think Ebron wins the most out of all of this. Yeah. I like Marvin Jones more than Golden Tate. I t- retweeted something today, so go back and look at my Twitter. Something that Michael Michael Clay tweeted out about okay. Golden Tate. And it really showed how Golden Tate numbers aren't sweet at all. Uh, so go back and look at that tweet. Okay. <laughs> Dig it through my Twitter. All right. But uh, it's interesting. He's not, he's not Calvin Johnson. Nobody's Calvin Johnson. No. no. Nobody is. Right. Nobody's that big, that fast. Um, but I, Golden Tate's not great either. So somebody's got to catch the ball, sir. Um, I think Golden Tate can produce, man. I think he is going to be a good underneath guy. I don't think he obviously doesn't do. I mean, he's a lot. Of, he's one of those guys that that catches short passes and and makes a couple people miss and and gets a few extra yards out of it. I mean, Stafford's got an arm, right. a good enough arm right. for Marvin Jones. He can catch some balls. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm not all. If I'm Marvin Jones owner again, you're happy. I think it probably all this does for me if I'm like. A Detroit fan is it, it makes them not need to go get a wide receiver immediately. I, I think he kind of just warms the seat until they find the next one, wide receiver one, to be honest. Yeah, don't be overexcited, but we'll see. I'm, I'm good. I, I have no answers for this. I think, he, I think I, I can see where it does work out and I can see where it doesn't work right. out at the same time. Right. You know, because Stafford could be sketchy as well. The, the big thing here is you're replacing Calvin Johnson. It's going to be hard because that's what people are looking for. Somebody coming in to replace Calvin Johnson. Like, so they bring in Marvin Jones, who was the number one wide receiver free agent out there. Uh, it's an interesting place. It's a good spot for him. I mean, for him going somewhere, it's a good spot for him. It's a good spot for his fantasy production. You haven't been relying on Marvin Jones the entire time you've owned him. Right. Um, so this is your opportunity to get some of that on Marvin Jones. Again, this is a guy who scored four touchdowns in a game. No, I mean, I think he's got, a, I, I don't know. I don't really like his all-around game all that much. I know. We, you told us. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. intrigued. All right. All right. To be determined. I'm uh, on that move. On the opposite end, Mohamed Sanu went to Atlanta. Yeah, as well. I really don't care about that. Movie. Intrigued. You are. I don't. I mean, I guess somebody's got to catch Mata- some yeah. other passes. That's but the thing. I'm not. I don't think Mohamed Sanu's that that good. I don't think he is either. But he's in a good spot. No, is he though? In Kyle Shanahan's offense, it's kind of like the number one gets a ton of targets and everyone else gets. And that's the thing. Julio's going to get tons of targets. Yeah. You got Devontae Freeman and uh, Todd Gurley, not Todd Gurley, but uh, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Um, yeah. I want to see what the, I want to see what Justin Hardy does this year out of the slot, and I want to see what they do with tight end. I would love to see them get a tight end. I'd love to see them get that guy we talked about last week, Braunecker. Yeah, 
I'm really like intrigued by that guy. Yeah, he's bro. moving up my d- dynasty rankings. Yeah, I am. I'm really intrigued by him. Dang. You you put me on him, and now I'm kind of like, yeah, Braunecker. I want him. I want That's a piece right. of that. Right. Sign me up. Uh, and then last guy we could talk about, big signing, stays home. Stays home. Jermaine Curse. Up there in the great northwest. Sorry, Turd Ferg. This is Tyler Lockett <laughs> and Doug Baldwin country. Um, Back up out of here. Yeah, I mean, obviously this just keeps his value exactly where it was at. Um, is, which is nothing. Which is not all. He'll, he'll have one relevant fantasy game all year long. There you go. Jermaine Curse. I mean, I, I think he probably has more than one relevant game. I think he probably has in the past as well. But Well, Lottie freaking yeah, die. But at, at the same time, I, I still. All of a sudden, you pass your driving test on the first time, and you think you know everything. <laughs> Look at you. Jermaine Curse bandwagon. No, I'm not. Let, let me see that Jermaine Curse t- jersey under that shirt you're wearing. No, I'm not Lift wearing it. up. All right, there it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Those are apps. That's authentic. That's gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's it. That's free agency. Uh-huh. It's another, uh, another year. I'm sure we'll have more notes and and a few other uh, moves coming up here in the, in the future as well. Well, dude, of course, it's Dynasty Fantasy Football. It's 365 years, days a year. Uh, we really <laughs> need to edit this one. But we're not I'm going, not crap, but we're not going to. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, we got a lot to talk about. That's right. The show's been running long. That's much stuff we've we've had to talk about. That's right. Um, this is one so, of our longer ones. Huh? No, we've been saying that three. No, we did like show a couple of weeks ago for an hour and fifteen minutes. Whoa. Hey, man, when you got something to say, you got to get it all out there. You can't be cutting it short. You got no time frame. Uh, on that note, let's cut it short. <laughs> all right. So on that note, um, look for our new Dynasty rankings. Uh, check it there today. I'll be tweeting them out left and right once they come out. Hopefully, they come out tomorrow. Um, make sure you get to DynastyNerds.com. We have still mad rookie content coming out there. This is also going to debut our rookie rankings, finally. Mm. See who I like. See who I don't like. Uh, again, the rankings, you can uh, just click on any position, and it will... It will slew it all out there. Um, the only good thing about the rankings, too, now is we can go past 200. So we have, like, top 300. Sweet. It's a lot of players. That is a lot So if you have a big roster, you can get some names. That's right. Um, so make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com. If you want to support the podcast, uh, you can get on iTunes, give us a ranking review. Please do that. It helps the podcast uh, tremendously. Nobody did it last week. What? It's like one of the first weeks nobody gave us a ranking review. So I need twice as many people out there to go out there and give us a ranking review. Uh, this week, Rich two times zero man is still zero. Damn it, my math is bad. <laughs> um, we also have uh, a donate page on the site. Remember, all that goes into paying people to do our rankings, paying people the right the you know. All well, not do our rankings, but set no, up our do work. them. <laughs> no, take them out for a drink. <laughs> oh man, get them all loosey goosey, take them home, and then you know. Seal the deal. Seal the deal. Like a circus seal. <laughs> um, and then wow. also if you want to... That was, <laughs> that was a little bit too graphic, man. Uh, and then also if you want to support the podcast uh, with some cash as well, you could buy the most comfortable t-shirt in the world, and that's a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. Oh, man, a tri-blend. Yeah. We're going to work... I'm going to work with some of the writers we're talking about doing a YouTube show. I won't be on there. I don't have enough time to do it all the time, but a lot of the writers want to do a YouTube show. So uh, uh, we have a conference call tomorrow. Cool, man. We're going to try and work on that as well. So I'll, you'll be able to see me in my Dynasty Nerd t-shirt. That's you right. You can look at my face and it's like, well, now I know, now I know, know why he does podcasts. <laughs> you want to hand. You're gorgeous. Thank you, sir. That's what my wife tells me. Whoa. I'm kidding. Right. She never that's weird. Um, so that's it, right? Yeah. Give us your money. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> give us rank and stream. Dude, you. put that gun away. I'm not going to give uh, you my money. Go to our website. <laughs> go to our website now. <laughs> no, that's it, guys. Uh, so next week we'll be back. And next week we're covering... 
a uh, rookie mock draft. Say we're gonna do another mock, right? We did one already. Yeah, I say um, we. Uh, I say we'll cover the staff mock we did, maybe. Okay, and, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, we'll do our own. We'll do our own first round mock draft between you and I. All right, that sounds great, man. How's that sound? Yeah, gravy. Um, I already said it sounds great, but I can say it again if you want. If you have any questions in between, then you can always hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Um, if you want to join a mock draft, you can hit up at Dynasty ADP Kyle or uh, ADP Rookie ADP. Who mm-hmm. if we can get some rookie mock drafts? Until then, we'll be back next week. Love you guys. Hasta mañana. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.